Okay, uh, I'm going to get started. Good morning. Today is uh, August the 14th, 1920, uh, sorry, 2022. The, uh, today's topic actually uh, was, uh, uh, used to be about the uh, Dobbs decision, uh, but uh, because the FBI raided the Trump residence, uh, I switched over a little bit for today. And uh, so today's topic is uh, Trump, a victim of a judicial white privilege, the sequel. Because uh, on May the, 20, uh, May the 8th this year, I had an episode explaining why the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in Korematsu has uh, empowered National Security Authority uh, with unlimited authority on domestic targets, on residents of the United States. Uh, during the Trump presidency, in my opinion, the deep state, also known as the national security oligarchs of unelected bureaucrats, up-trumped Trump when Donald Trump was a sitting president. Now, Trump is a private citizen. Uh, he will be just like all of us. He will be subject to trumped up charges by prosecutors, just like all of us. So just for the record, it is the US Supreme Court that established so-called qualified immunity for corrupt cops. It is also the US Supreme Court that established the so-called absolute prosecutorial immunity to protect corrupt prosecutors. So before I go further with this uh, Trump topic, I want to just quickly touch a little bit about this uh, Dobbs decision. I had a two episodes about the Dobbs decision in the past two weeks. Uh, one is about the standing law of a HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A, which is a federal health privacy law. And I believe that law will prevent enforcement of a state laws banning abortions. In my second episode about the Dobbs decision, I talked about uh, the uh, medication for abortion, uh, which is uh, a big deal. Uh, because uh, medic medicines works wonders. It can heal, and certainly it can also be used to terminate a pregnancy. So here comes a story published just a few days ago that happened in Nevada. I'm going to quickly read this brief story. It is one of the few known instances of the social media site divulging information to help authorities pursue an abortion case, according to NBC News. This is uh, out of a, a TV station called a KFOR. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in Nevada. Prosecutors say 41-year-old Jessica Burgess obtained abortion pills and gave them to her then 17-year-old daughter, Celeste, 
and then helped her bury and then rebury the fetus. Both Burgess and her daughter, both Burgess and her daughter were charged last month. A lawyer for the two women did not respond to NBC News request or comment. An affidavit from Detective Ben McBride of the Norfolk Police Department states Burgess had a miscarriage 23 weeks into her pregnancy soon after taking abortion pill, according to NBC News. So this snippet of uh, abortion news illustrate the relevance of my past two episodes about Dobbs' decision. One is that set aside this social media site, I believe the Facebook, who divulged information, I guess their private messages between the two women about getting abortion, getting abortion. Setting aside that, my curiosity is that how did the authority get the uh, actual drug dispensed to this uh, 41-year-old woman? Uh, because uh, pharmacy transactions is also protected by the HIPAA. So obtaining those information when there's no federal crime involved, is a violation of the HIPAA law. So I do not know how that will go because if the authority present evidence obtained illegally, then those evidence are not admissible in the court of law. So that's one thing. The second is that, like I said, if giving, uh, uh, in my second episode, like I said, in the second episode about the war on abortion, drugs. Now all of a sudden, the abortion drugs can become a subject of a criminality. And that is will be when, you know, will be another addition to this so-called war on drugs, right? Marijuana is illegal, cocaine is illegal, heroin is illegal. Now we add another one, various abortion drugs. So that I want to just briefly touch base on that. So now I'm gonna get started with today's content. Uh, I split them up into introduction, Trump versus Trumped up charges. And then there'll be segment one, Trumped up charges under the Espionage Act. And segment two, it will be Trump's white privilege defense, AKA the two tier justice system defense. Because Trump will not will never use the word white privilege because he is a white person. But he had been using a lot about this two-tier justice system, including Trump's friends and allies. They've been using so many in so many occasions about this so-called two-tier justice system. And uh, and then I'm gonna conclude with uh, my predictions. So now the introduction. It is the, uh, what I should say, uh, 
it is this uh, U.S. Supreme Court that uh, established so-called absolute prosecutorial immunity, which in, plain, in, 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 in common man's terms, basically the prosecutors, the DOJ, can do no wrong. And uh, so we know about uh, this term called the qualified immunity. That's for the police. That's for the FBI. Now, as we know, the FBI's headquarters is in Washington, D.C. And the name of the uh, building of the FBI's headquarters is called J. Edgar Hoover Building. So remember that the entire FBI headquarters is labeled is honored, is graced by the most infamous cross-dresser of justice, Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover. So under that grace, honor, or whatever you call it, the FBI is taking full advantage of this thing called qualified immunity, okay? Americans were first empowered to challenge police misconduct in 1871. By the way, I copied this from a, a website called EJI.org, Equal Justice Institute.org. When Congress, uh, back in 1871, Congress passed a law allowing lawsuits against the state and local authorities who refused to protect African Americans from or even participated in racial terror lynchings and other acts of racial violence by groups like the Ku Klux Klan. Back then, if a Ku Klux Klan did something horrible, well, there is a, you know, there is a, up to the police to investigate. If the police did not investigate, they are protected under the qualified immunity. I'm going to continue with the with the with the publication from this EG, EJI.org. In 1967, the U.S. Supreme Court limited that right by announcing a legal doctrine called qualified immunity, ostensibly to protect government employees from frivolous lawsuits. Instead, Supreme Court president has effectively created as Justice Sonia. Sotomayor put it, an absolute shield against accountabilities for police officers accused of using excessive force. Same thing can be said about this absolute prosecutorial immunity for the DOJ. I'm going to talk about, uh, again, borrowing from a you know, reputable website, it's called uh, nlg-mpap.org. I'm just going to read, uh, because they quoted the uh, actual cases, I'm just going to read it out. And you can Google it yourself. Okay. In 1976, the Supreme Court decided that prosecutors have absolute immunity and so cannot be sued for misconduct related to their advocacy in the courtroom. The name of the case is Ambler versus Patchman. I-M-B-L-E-R, Ambler versus Patchman. P-A-T-C-H-T-M-A-N. The court expressed concern 
that if prosecutors could be sued for a decision they make, they may start second-guessing themselves. It is better to leave unredressed when wrongs done by dishonest officers than to subject those who try to do their duty to the constant dread of retaliation. That means prosecutors cannot be sued for injuries caused by their own misconduct. For example, coercing witnesses to lie, hiding evidence of innocence, or fabricating evidence of guilt. Even when they've intentionally violated an individual's constitutional rights or caused wrongful conviction. Among the wrongs the prosecutors are allowed to do are falsifying evidence, coercing, coercing witnesses, soliciting and knowingly sponsoring perjured testimony, withholding exculpatory evidence and or evidence of innocence, introducing evidence known to be illegally seized at trial, or initiating a prosecution in bad faith. In the Trump's FBI raid, there were three offenses. One is the Espionage Act. The second is the law related to classified documents. And the third is the obstruction of justice, the process crime. The last one is, is a process crime. Like lying to FBI is an obstruction of justice, a process crime. Well, I personally learned quite a bit about the espionage cases because uh, of many famous cases, plus more recently, the China Initiative cases because the China Initiative is based on two major laws. One is the Espionage Act. The other one is called the Economic Espionage Act. Both federal laws is trying to find, is to try to prosecute someone who help an enemy nation state. Okay, so I'm quite familiar with the Espionage Act, which I'm going to explain further. I also know quite a bit about classified document cases because uh, Wen Ho Lee, a Taiwanese nuclear, uh, 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 a nuclear scientist originally coming from Taiwan, he was accused of uh, crimes under the Espionage Act. What, we, what Wen Ho Lee actually did is uh, having downloaded nuclear secret document into his home computer okay but he was charged for under the espionage act and he was put into solitary confinement for two years that's uh, what the doj did try to coerce wen ho lee to confess his offense under the espionage act when he did not commit anything like that. So I also know quite a bit about process crimes because of back to the China Initiative cases. Believe it or not, the China Initiative is started based on these two laws. One is called the Espionage Act. The other one is called 
Economic Espionage Act. But most of those cases ended up with the process crimes, lying to FBI, obstruction of justice, yada, yada, yada. Okay, when the actual underlying crime never existed. So I kind of know the tactics by the FBI and the DOJ that they press a very serious charges against a suspect in hope that suspect is going to confess or take a plea deal. And eventually, if they cannot get anything, they will be happy to take a plea deal under the process crime, such as obstruction of justice, lying to FBI, things of that nature. Okay, so I'm quite familiar with that. So that's the uh, introduction part. Now I'm going to go into the uh, segment one, trumped up charges under the Espionage Act. So I'm going to go back to the history. The uh, helping the enemies definitely is a crime. And uh, the Espionage, Espionage Act actually was enacted during the First World War, when we are at war with Germany. And needless to say, Congress is concerned that there could be German spies in the United States. And that's why they they, they enact this uh, Espionage Act. Just protect the country, nothing wrong with it, especially when the country is at the war. So again, the es Espionage Act, when it was enacted, the, the, the US is actually in, was actually engaging in a war with an enemy state or number of enemy states. And uh, a second, you know, you really have to show that the, uh, you caught someone as a spy of the enemy working on behalf of a foreign government, okay? So I'm going to use a very famous spy or traitor. You know, everybody knows, Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold is actually a hero in the American Revolution, was a hero in the American Revolution in the famous Battle of the Saratoga. The Battle of the Saratoga is actually a critical battle for American independence. It's after the victory at the Battle of the Saratoga, uh, other European powers such as Spain and France decided to help George Washington. So Benedict Arnold actually was a hero at that time, but he eventually ended up working for the British, for the Redcoats. So he got caught, of course, you know, whatever happened to him is the history. So he's never, Benedict Arnold is never remembered as an American hero because he was a traitor. He spied for the British. So that's before the Espanish Act, right? So to me, to have a valid of uh, a charge against a person committing offenses under the Espionage Act, I think you have to first, that person have communicated with the, the enemy. And second, that, that person have stole secret, have stolen secrets of the United States for the benefit of our enemy. So now I'm gonna use a Julia, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg in 1953. 
Back then, the U.S. is in a Cold War with the Soviet Union, right? If there's no declared war in 1953. And nuclear secrets are super important. So Mr. and Mrs. Rosenberg stole the nuclear secret and provided it to the Soviet Union. That is a valid offense under the Espionage Act. This is back in 1953. Now let's talk about all those wrong cases under the Espionage Act. Daniel Ellsberg. Daniel Ellsberg is, was charged for Espionage Act, offenses under the Espionage But did he really commit Espionage Act offenses? New, U.S. never declared war against North Vietnam. So the and second is that Daniel Ellsberg did not store those Pentagon papers and provided to the enemy, the North Vietnamese government. Daniel Ellsberg stole those top secret documents and gave it to the press. But he was charged for espionage act. That's just strange. In my opinion, a judge who should be able to read the law, understand the history of the law, should say, no, Daniel Ellsberg cannot be charged as an enemy spy because he does not, he did not work for an enemy state. Unlike Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Let me put another famous espionage case, which is totally foolish and stupid. Thomas Drake of NSA. We all know about this guy, Edward Snowden of NSA. Edward Snowden has a bad example to follow. By bad, I mean the case of Thomas Drake inspired Edward Snowden to leak the document. Thomas Drake of NSA had problems with the NSA surveillance. So he spoke to a, a Baltimore Sun reporter, a female reporter, about the, the waste and abuse, not even the surveillance, the waste and abuse of NSA. Thomas Drake was charged under the Espionage Act when Thomas Drake has never communicated with anyone outside the United States, but he was charged for the Espionage Act. Now let's talk about Edward Snowden. Did Edward Snowden ever leak the document he stolen to the Taliban, to Al-Qaeda, to Soviet Union, to Russia, to China? No, he did not. He provided those top secret documents to the press. The press is not a nation state. The United States government has never declared war against the press. So Edward Snowden cannot be charged under the Espionage Act. But he is. He currently still is. Of course, we all know about Julian Assange. Julian Assange is an Australia citizen. He published some top secret document that is not personally stolen by him. It's stolen by someone else. I believe it's a, it's, was, uh, I forgot that uh, guy or, or, or that girl's name, a transgender person's name. He, stole, he published uh, some stolen top secret document in the press. 
instead provided to a, 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 a nation state. But if you look at Julia Assange's extradition request, it's completely under the Espionage Act. But he has not violated the Espionage Act, right? So again, I, I have experience about this Espionage Act because uh, now I'm going to talk about China Initiative. The China Initiative is primarily driven by two laws, the Espionage Act and the Economic Espionage Act. Because Trump has said during his 2016 campaign, the Chinese, China, they called the China, uh, they called, uh, Trump called the Mexicans murderers and rapists. And Trump also called the Chinese economic rapists. So therefore, the China initiative is based on these two important laws. However, I just want to remind everyone, this, this, this official document called the Shanghai Communique, signed by President Nixon then, literally said the United States agreed to have a peaceful coexistence, co peaceful coexistence with the communist China. Let me repeat, it is President Nixon, a Republican, who signed the document saying the United States is willing to coexist peacefully with China. However, the China Initiative is a literally a war before de actually declaring a war. So many, almost, almost most of the China Initiative cases, by the way, Christopher Ray of the FBI have said he has more than 5,000 cases in the China Initiative. He's continuing rounding up people, even today, under the same principle, okay? Many of those cases, most of those cases, are actually started with so-called economic espionage, or worse, is just espionage. So basically, this is the way how the DOJ and the FBI work hand in hand. They will trump up the charges so they can place Pfizer warrants, surveillance against these Chinese. And eventually, like I said, not an even single case yield a conviction under an espionage act or an economic espionage act. The best of those cases, the best outcome for the government in those cases are actually process crimes, lying to the FBI evasion of taxes, yada, yada, yada. So, so using the Espionage Act is the, probably the most abused weapon by the DOJ and the FBI, and FBI because the government is accusing a person of being a spy for a nation that are at war with us. So I want to go back to the Bernadette Arnold now, okay? Bernadette Arnold was a military hero in the Battle of Saratoga. He did commit serious treason against the United States. So he deserved whatever he deserved. Trump, when he was a president, is literally by law the commander-in-chief of this country, okay? 
So, so pretending Trump is the burning auto at the Battle of Saratoga, he did whatever he has to do as a commander in chief of this country. Nothing horribly has happened during the Trump presidency, except, of course, the China initiative, because the Trump FBI did also search my residence. However, Trump overall was the commander in chief. Unless we have a probable cause that Trump has secretly communicated with Russia or with China, and, to, and for the purpose of providing them with some nuclear secrets and top secret documents of the United States government, you cannot. No reasonable, no sane person will say Trump has been a spy for any country. All right. So Benedict Arnold actually communicated with, with the British and actually had a plot that he about to execute to harm George Washington. What exactly Trump did? What exactly is Trump's plan to spy for another country? Which country? So this is why I said, this Espionage Act offenses upon which the search warrant is issued is absolute BS. You may ask, Peter, how come the court did not identify this? How, do, how come the court did not ask these kind of questions that you have brought up? Like I said before, the court is a part of the political tool from the beginning of America. The court is a law, is a tool. It's a weapon of politics. Racial oppression, racial discrimination is all part of the American's politics. What Trump has suffered in this court in Florida by this magistrate judge it is almost exactly like what I have suffered in the District of Delaware. Where a, ma where a magistrate judge literally will rubber stamp uh, FBI's affidavit in support of a search warrant. The, the judge literally is blind. He or she can have a alcohol on the bench and just rubber stamp whatever the FBI brought in. In my case, the FBI accused me of hacking government computers in the search uh, in the affidavit. But the FBI in that affidavit never said which government computer I was trying to hack or I have hacked. And the judge would not ask that single question. In this case, in Trump's case, the judge would not ask who, which country Trump is spying for. Please just give us some vague idea. Is it Mexico? Is it Cuba? Bring one name. No, the FBI need not to do that. So out of all these abuse of the Espionage Act against Daniel Ellsberg, Thomas Drake, Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, and many, many 
Chinese person in America just doing their academic research, earn a living. Now the chicken has come to roost. Now these trumped up charges are against Trump himself. So that's the first segment. Trump got charges against the Espionage Act. So now I'm gonna talk about the second offenses. It's called the top secret documents offenses. The second segment, I, I, I called it Trump's white privilege defense. Okay, I started this show by talking about the black rage defense, which was brought up in 1990s. When a black person committed mass shooting, some lawyers proposed using so-called a black rage defense, meaning these defendant is uh, put into a, a state of insanity when the defendant commits the shooting against people. So I think Trump may have a white privilege defense. However, Trump being a white person himself, he's, he used the word the two-tiered justice system in lieu of a white privilege. Okay, so this second, I'm talking about top secret offenses, top, top secret document offenses, where, where the Trump can bring up the white privilege defense. I think he can, even though I, I don't like Trump because again, his FBI raided my house pre-dawn, pretty much do the, did the exact same thing. But I think when it comes to law, it should be equally applied to every single person, regardless whether he or she is a president or not, whether he or she is white or not. I think Trump can have a strong white privilege defense. There's another name for it called the selective prosecution defense. You're basically saying the prosecutor, the DOJ, the FBI are so corrupt. They single-mindedly prosecuted you for the top secret document offense. Okay? So remember, like I said earlier, Wen Ho Li, this is a famous nuclear scientist, originally from Taiwan. He downloaded a nuclear document on his home computer. He's put, he was put into solitary confinement for two years because the government, the DOJ said, basically, you better confess to your it can, uh, uh, your Espionage Act crimes, meaning you not only have downloaded these nuclear documents secrets, you actually have provided that to China, a country we are in Cold War with at the time. Of course, Wen Ho Li absolutely would not confess or take a plea deal. In fact, uh, I know quite a number of China initiative cases. Those Chinese person who pleaded guilty for lying to FBI, they will all say any white person who did the same thing will be able to get away. So Trump have a, do have a, do, uh, does have a strong white privilege defense, AKA two-tier justice system defense, AKA selective prosecution defense. So 
Again, I'm going to compare Trump to other similarly situated individuals, just like I have compared Trump to Benedict, Benedict Arnold. First person, Hillary Clinton. Unlike Trump, Hillary Clinton is not the commander-in-chief when she set up her private server at her residence, transmitting and storing top secret information. Had Hillary Clinton at the time gone to Obama, the president, saying, hey, I would like to get the permission to set, a private, set up a private server at my house. For fear of my political enemies trying to harass me, I want to do that. And the President Obama, the commander in chief, the top law enforcement officer, say, yes, you can do that. I think Hillary Clinton should be okay. She did not commit any crime because under that secret document, top secret document statute, because uh, she got prior approval. And we talk about Sandy Berger recently. Sandy Berger is not commander in chief. Had Sandy Berger go, went to, uh, go to Hillary, uh, 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 Bill Clinton, the president, the commander in chief, saying, hey, can I get a copy of these top secret documents before he stick them into his, uh, under his underwear and walk, try to walk out of the building? He will be okay. James Comey is not a commander in chief. When James Comey took notes in a Trump Tower, uh, uh, when he was talking to President Trump at the time, and James Comey took some notes on the FBI laptop. And then he, James Comey leaked his notes to his friends in New York Times. James Comey is not a commander in chief. Had he asked Donald Trump, the president at the time, saying, hey, may I share the notes, our meeting notes, with my friends at the New York Times? And the Trump said, yeah, go ahead, do it. I don't have a problem with it. Then James Comey will be okay. But in all these three situations, these people in the lower rank of the national law enforcement, national security authority, they all committed offenses under the top secret document statute. They all get away, right? So I'm gonna, again, compare Trump to these three folks. Trump, after all, was the commander in chief. He has the highest authority in regard to the secrecy of all these documents. Now the DOJ and the FBI are saying, no, 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 you cannot do that. Does that sound like a selective prosecution to you? I will say yes, because I'm Chinese. I know people, including myself, who were accused of somehow, quote, stealing, unquote, documents by DOJ by the FBI, because it's the Trump's political strategy to paint Mexicans as rapists and murderers, to paint Chinese as thieves, 
frosters. So it is very natural to the DOJ and the FBI to treat us the usual suspect involving secret documents, being commercial secret, government secret, national defense secret. So Trump who does right now, Trump does have a white privilege defense. Is not going to take that. I mean, I'm saying the court is not going to make you aware of that. The court, the judges may be aware of that. It's not possible for that magistrate judge in Florida not to know that the Espionage Act is intended in its enactment for spies who are stealing secrets explicitly for a foreign nation who are at the war with us. We are never at war with the French. So if you're stealing some secrets for, for Macron, well, you know, it's not appropriate. It probably is a crime, but it's not a espionage act offense. Because we, you know, we're always good with French. We always come to go to uh, come to their aid, and they also come to into our way. So, uh, so, uh, so that's that. So Trump does have a white privilege defense here, selective prosecution defense. The court may not acknowledge that, but he is able. He should be able by his, through his attorney to bring it up. And then I'm going to talk about Hunter Biden. Another selective prosecution defense for Trump. <laughs> because uh, I have talked about this uh, famous case, California versus Riley, about uh, you know, the Supreme Court unanimously affirmed that to search someone's phone, the police must have a search warrant. Because in that case, the court has said the cell phones is like a mini computer filled with a massive amounts of a private information, which distinguish them from traditional items that can be seized from an arrestee's person, such as a wallet. A, well, a wallet does not tell a lot about a person. Cell phone, a cell phone tells a lot. So the Hunter Biden's laptop is not a cell phone. The Hunter Biden's laptop has all kinds of shit in it. They are all crimes. They are videotaped. He videotaped himself. And what, what did the FBI actually do with the Hunter Biden's laptop? First of all, they don't even want to see it. My understanding is this. The repairman of a Hunter Biden's laptop Actually, his father offered Hunter Biden's laptop to the FBI, but it took FBI six months to even to get back to them. In my case, the FBI only waited two weeks. They decided to search my house for some fraudulent claims. I somehow was hacking. 
government computers. Why Hunter Biden's laptop is not welcomed by the FBI? I will take a, uh, I will share with you a guess, uh, share with you a scenario. The, the, uh, the people who are in charge of Hunter Biden's investigation is in a place called the District of Delaware. Delaware has about 1 million people. It's a very small state. The president of the United States came from this state. Prior, prior to Hunter Biden's father became the president, Joe Biden has been the senator sitting on the Judiciary Committee for over 30 years. Take a guess, what's the power of a Judiciary Committee of the Senate? Remember, I'm, this show is about judicial white privilege. All the ju federal judges, all the promotion of the local police to an FBI position, they all they all they almost go go through one person and one person only. That person is Joe Biden. So if you are a federal prosecutor, if you are a local lawyer, if you are a local police, you are, if you are a U.S. marshal for the District Delaware, if you are an investigator of FBI for the District Delaware, are you going to offend Joe Biden since, say, 35 years ago, till up to today? The answer is no. So let me do some counts here, counts of offenses in a typical indictment document or search warrant of FBI. Count one, tax evasion by Hunter Biden. Al Capone had a tax evasion. Possession and consumption of a cocaine Count two, lying on a firearm application. That's count three. Let's talk about count four. We know that Hunter Biden has extensive activities, commercial activities, for at least, with the Chinese government, with the Chinese companies. He actually was a legal, the lawyer for a member of a Chinese Communist Party who had a visa problems. Should the China initiative apply to Hunter Biden? So that's potentially count four, right? How come Biden and DOJ was never that interested with Hunter Biden? What if Hunter Biden is a Malaya Obama? I'm sorry, I, I don't remember the name of the two beautiful young lady from the Obama family, or three beautiful lady from the Obama family. What if Hunter Biden was a 
uh, Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump. So what I'm trying to say is this, Hunter Biden is just another good evidentiary subject for Trump's white privilege defense. So with that said, I'm gonna do some conclusion with the predictions. It's all about white privilege because white privilege is the term a racial minority can use. For a white person like Trump, he will use the two-tier justice system. Selective prosecution. They're, they're okay, it's okay. It's a recognition both by the left and by the right that America's legal system is a complete fraud. It's a tool for political purposes, including but not limited to racial oppression. I, as a racial minority, take a great enjoyment, unworldly pressure, pleasure, that Trump is, a, once again, a victim of a judicial white privilege. Because initially what I said is that, is the court approved unlimited national security authority so that NSA can do warrantless surveillance? so that Trump can be targeted by his own FBI for being a Russian spy or Russian assets, no matter what you want to call it. Now, Trump is a private citizen. He's subject to judicial white privilege, again, in the form of a qualified immunity and absolute prosecutorial immunity, meaning the government can do no wrong to people. That's a very upside down, very, very bad situation we're in. And that's why I'm strongly calling for radical reform of our legal system. We can no longer maintain peace with this shitty judiciary. Okay. Now I'm gonna conclude because the conclusion is this, the shit of, the white, of white privilege is about to hit the fan. So let me repeat, the, I will, I'm going to uh, take your call. Hold on a second. Uh, my apology, I'm not good with this technology. So let me, Jenny, uh, just hold on a second. Let me conclude and uh, I will let, let you speak. Because uh, today's conclusion is actually pretty interesting, even to myself. I call it the shit of a white privilege is about to hit the fan. When it comes to January 6th, it's my opinion. Trump has no defense. He is as guilty as he should be charged for being behind the January 6th incident. The DOJ actually, and the FBI, has a very good uh, jurisdiction called the District of Columbia, where they can reasonably believe a jury will convict Trump for his role in whatever he did for January 6th. Now this is, you know, again, our government is, a st gov the stupidity of our government is beyond my widest imagination. Now the DOJ, the FBI, is going after an espionage offense against a departed president. In Florida, 
in Florida, not in DC, in Florida. That is one of the stupidest and most exaggerated claims by government against the departing president. Why don't you just charge Trump being a vegan when you know he loves McDonald's burgers? Why do you why don't you charge Trump for to taking a golden shower with the prostitutes in Moscow when we all know he's a he's a cleanest freak? This is again, this is beyond my widest in, imagination that how stupid our government is. How about the so-called law? They are stupid only there's only one explanation. All these uh, law people, people of law. FBI, DOJ, courts and all that, lawyers, they are all tools of politics. Just like they have been tools of politics from day one, when we imported English law from a single race society called England into America, which is a multi-racial society. The only difference is that the white privilege is going after the white people and the most powerful white people. So now I actually watched uh, this uh, uh, a lawyer, supposedly a famous lawyer, Glenn Kirshner, on YouTube yesterday. Full of shit, this lawyer. He said, why Trump must be investigated for espionage offenses? Because uh, if we don't do that, all the people will be spies. For, our, for all the foreign countries. That's, that, that's insulting to, for him, a lawyer, to say that on YouTube. It's like we're all so stupid actually to believe that. So, will Trump be put on trial in Florida for this? I will say the DOJ and the FBI is a very, very uncomfortable situation. To, to, to use a very vulgar situation, uh, you know, scenario, okay? Basically, Uncle Sam, in this case, DOJ and FBI, is having his penis out, and his penis is erected. We all have seen that. They're out and about talking about how bad Trump is being a spy, stealing nuclear secret. When that happened, Uncle Sam, the DOJ has no choice but to prosecute, filing indictment. Because they cannot wait to do that. They actually have to do that quickly. The more they wait, the more the Trump camp will say, look, this, uh, this search is entirely illegal. It's never that urgent. There's never such a crime like that, espionage act. So they have to do that. They have to do that soon for their own benefit. But if they do that, you think Trump is going to vote, say, okay, I'm going to plead guilty? No, Trump is going to take that on. And his best opportunity to come back to the scene. Again, I, I don't quite understand when you have a January 6th out there in Washington, D.C., why the hell you decide you could go to Florida? So when Trump 
fight back. Especially in Florida, you have to convince 12 jury, 12 members of the jury to say Trump is a spy. Think of what's the chance for the DOJ to prevail. Trump only needs one person from Florida who only need to be his average supporter from day one to say, no, this guy is not guilty whatsoever. So Trump is going to expect to win in that trial. Oh, by the way, nuclear secret is more serious than the January 6th. So by the rule, I actually believe DOJ have to prosecute the nuclear secret offense first. So if when Trump win, you literally make Trump the national hero. So thank you, Judge Garland, the chief judge, former chief judge of the DC circuit. I thought you are smarter than than I thought. You know, I, I you know you have to be smarter than this. So when you put this, so all these selective prosecution claims, all these two-tiered justice system claims from the Trump camp, like I said, like, like you all know, the Republicans saying defund FBI. The BLM said defund the police. And the founding father said abolish or alter our government. These are very, very revolutionary moments in this country. Right? So, so, so to conclude is this. I think, you know, I always said, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a common man, had quite a bit of experience with the law on both sides. And I cannot believe that politics is a poison has entirely destructed America's legal system. All right. So, 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 I want to conclude by this because I always want you know, despite all these uh, high stake situation as it, as they de develop, I still want to keep it you know entertaining, more you know, treat it like a comedy because. Uh, when Trump won the election back in 2016, I was sitting in a Starbucks, like very early, like six o'clock, when he's already, he was announced the winner. And in that Starbucks, it just happened that most customers are liberals, are progressives. I, they all know me, I, I'm, I'm neither. I'm totally not interested in politics. I think politics is bad. I have told everybody, I said, I think Trump is going to be the most entertaining president in the entire history of the United States. If you, you look at it, today's drama, this was drama of the FBI raid of Trump residents. You, can, you have to say, this is better than court TV. This is better than the law and order show. This is the movie as, uh, you know, better than the OJ Simpson trial, better than the Johnny Depp versus uh, Amber Heard trial. So let's all sit back, get your popcorn and enjoy the show. So with that, I'm going to have Jenny speak up. Go well, ahead, I, Jenny. To I totally agree with you about the humor. 
I, I think it's just been a hilarious play by the DOJ. I, I'm sure you've heard the quote by Stalin's chief of secret police, Beria, who said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. And I really think that notion plays out with the situation. But um, I think the best legal analysis I read the past week was from Jonathan Torley, who's a professor at George Washington University Law School. Mm-hmm. And he just said that the courts are not going to entertain this this case. I mean, he may get a local Florida jury or even a Washington, D.C. jury to uh, vote the way that the left wants. But once it hits a higher court or the Supreme Court, this case will be thrown out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right, Jenny. Because, like I said, I said the Uncle Sam has to pull his penis out. You know, I, I used like uh, uh, Seinfeld show. Elaine complained to Jerry. He's dating this guy. This guy pulled his private parts out, so <laughs> in the car. So it's a very embarrassing situation for the DOJ now. It is. I mean, they've just overplayed their hands so much, and I yeah the optics of of the left, you know, theorizing that it is nuclear secrets and other things. But Trump's attorney came on the news the other night and just said, we don't even think that they had any sort of evidence, you know, that they just said, okay, we're going to go, go look for some evidence and that there's literally nothing behind uh, this judge's call to say, yeah, go ahead and do it. And the judge Mm -hmm. himself has deep connections to Jeffrey Epstein very mm-hmm. few people are talking about that. And mm-hmm. I just think the whole thing is just a big storm. Yeah, absolutely right, Jenny. The, uh, what I want to do, I hope I, I provide some kind of a different perspective. How, sh- how you know, I call it the shit of a white privilege is about to hit the fan. Because the loudest mouths out there about this so-called two-tier justice system is going to be out and about in the next year, until 2024. And I actually do believe Trump now all of a sudden will become the national hero. I think he already is in many people's minds. And his base has solidified over the last week. People are really angry that the Justice Department did this. And so I think, you know, if we can get to a one-tier justice system, this case may help propel that because it is so flimsy. And so yes. I, would, I would love to see, you know, some equality under the law instead of this. Uh, the elites have one set of rules and the rest of us have the other set of rules. So your analysis, in my opinion, is just spot on. I appreciate it, Jenny. Again, I'm not a lawyer because I dealt with this quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I'll just share my, even my story, which I shared. When the FBI searched my place within 24 hours, was they left a... Uh, it's just like what they did to Trump, is that they left a, a list of uh, things they seized from me. Uh, by the way, they, the FBI still have my stuff today. And they will say, here's the two law we use to search your place. I immediately Googled the two law. Within 24 hours, I said, show me the affidavit, sworn affidavit. Because I said, I never, I have no relationship with the, the first one. And the second one, I don't violate any uh of uh, components of that law. And guess what? The court, like I said, I'm, this whole show is uh, my, I'm, you know, there, there's a word called the friends of the court. 
I'm just totally public enemy number one of the court. In my case, I went to the court say, please unseal that search uh, affidavit in support of this search warrant. I said, it's a falsified. The court said, no, we're not going to give you that. It's the court. And guess what? Who agreed to unseal my affidavit? Uh, not, uh, this affidavit against me? It's the government. In fact, in my case, it's the DOJ agree with me saying, okay, there's no need to hide the affidavit of search warrant. We'll just, you know, redact certain things and he can have a copy. We'll make it public. The court did not even allow because this court is totally against me because I'm a Chinese. Why did they come in and what was your family there? And did they use these heavy handed tactics, you know, yeah, breaking yeah, down the doors and yeah, that? you can tell I'm not uh, taking nuclear secret, right? But I am accused of hacking government computer. So they have everything except the machine guns. <laughs> I remember there's about 25 agents. <laughs> it's a five o'clock in the morning. It's exactly what happened to Trump almost. I mean, of course, he actually have a lawyers who get advance notice. I get nothing of that. So, so I love this uh, Trump thing is that I was like, yeah, Mr. Trump, your FBI searched my house. It's your turn now. And, but, but, oh, but again, I don't, I personally do not want to see Trump to be elected as a president of the United States. That I've been very clear about. But I cannot believe that the government is truly beyond stupidity. You know, it's like, uh, again, I'm not trying to, uh, I always want to limit my show within the domestic boundary, US only, right? But a lot of people are saying, how come European government is so stupid of sanctioning Russia when they know all the most of the energy comes from Russia? Now coming this winter, Europeans will become the most miserable people in the entire planet. In this DOJ, Garland is going to be the most pathetic, humiliated, DOJ Attorney General. That's how I see it. So I do do too. He's really overplayed his hand. And, you know, there's some real scandals with him and his son and his daughter who've written mm -hmm. curriculum for some of these critical race theory schools. Mm -hmm. The curriculum they've been putting in the schools, they they directly benefit financially from that. I saw that. I saw that. Those types of scandals... You know, with mm-hmm. people in positions of authority, judges and whatnot, and the attorney general, they should be beyond the pale in terms of, you know, no scandals, no family nepotism whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, when he said we need to fight back against the parents who are complaining about these curriculums, calling them domestic terrorists, I I mean, saw that. that is just so crazy to me. I, I do think he's probably going to go down as one of the worst attorney generals we've ever had. Uh, yeah, you're right, Jenny. Like, I saw that because uh, I got a trumped up charges, right? Basically, that's the tool by the DOJs, by your local prosecutors, especially if you're a black person, you're a Hispanic person, you, you, you know, you're found to be possessing some drugs and all that. They will say, oh, we're going to charge you this. You better take a, uh, take a plea because... Uh, if we go to the full trial, you are going to be sentenced to 20 years minimum. You know, if you just took a pl- take a plea now, 
you know, we're just going to blah, blah, blah. That's all they do. That's literally all yeah. they do. And, and they keep those prisons. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they keep the prison filled. I mean, they keep the prisons full. Yeah. Yep. They, to me, as a taxpayer, I mean, in my last episode about the abortion, war on abortion drugs, you're just going to put more women in jail. I already think the jail is yeah. too overcrowded, right? And uh, this is why I this is why I want to do this show because I love America. I I truly believe those are founding fathers. They truly see through what have happened to them, and they see through what will happen to their future generation. They were very wise. They're very wise. This is really. I mean, I truly feel. You know, I'm not any religious. I truly feel blessed to read their words say wow and now the government literally is out of control and like you said they will trump up charges against some parents against the critical race theory oh by the way like i said my show i i have a you know you know i have a different take on this crt thing because uh, yes i'm talking about white privilege right but i'm not criticizing any race first of all because the key, the problem with the judicial white privilege is not about, is not the word white, it's about the privilege. Because when a society is for the benefit, the government of a society is benefiting the privileged ones, I have a problem with that. I do too. And you know, I would like to see President Trump run in 24 because I really think it would be the funniest thing that could ever happen is to have him back in power. He, People sometimes miss his sense of humor, but he is really funny. And I love the way that he just messes with the media. That to me was worth all four years of him being in pres the president because he just did not care. And I just think that's such a refreshing posture compared to past politicians who just bowed down to the media, especially Republicans, you know, and just yep. treated them like they were the kings and queens of the of the whole country. And it's like, we need to deal with the arrogance of the media class yep. that they're just so mm -hmm. uh, willing to, to throw American um, exceptionalism out the window mm -hmm. and prop up anybody who is pushing for a communistic or Marxist position with America. And I just, I think Trump would be a refreshing um presidency after this biden juggernaut i so i'm gonna vote i'm gonna vote for him if he runs i see i here, here's the thing i actually i mean again i'm i'm have i have never been in my entire life being a republican or democrat never okay because i just don't like politics trump like i said i i, I you know i uh, basically the fact that we have to choose between trump and the biden in 2020 is a tragedy of this nation all by itself. And the, you know, I know dissenters may be running and all that. I truly do not know what's gonna happen because my biggest worry is always this. I can care less who is the president if there is a functioning court that are always even-handed, regardless who is in power. My problem is always, the court has always been a political tool for either parties. And, uh, you know, I, because, uh, uh, you know, I, again, I have a, 
I even talked to a guy who he, who is a member of the sons of the Confederate soldiers. I talked to him about Donald Trump. He likes Donald Trump, no doubt. But he also told me he considered Trump an amateur. So we have to know about this. Trump has all the power to pardon Edward Snowden, Julian Assange. All those enemies declared sworn enemy of the deep state. Did he do anything? No, he did not. Now, this is what I'm talking to my Republican friends. I said this. I was joking uh, two weeks ago with this uh, Republican friend of mine who is a big Trump supporter. I said, look at the January 6th. Trump has all the authority to pardon whatever happened in January 6th. He, may, he, he should have come out and say, I do not condone the actions taken by this crowd on January 6th. But knowing these people are supporting me and doing, they, doing, they did this in supporting me and knowing that they may be subject to prosecution in the future, I hereby, as the President of the United States, issue an unconditional pardon of all these people. It takes guts to do that. Just like it takes a lot of guts for this guy, uh, uh, Gerald Ford, to pardon Nixon. I'm not saying Nixon did not commit crime. He probably did. But Gerald Ford, for the sake of the nation, say, I, as a president, pardon this whole thing. It's an extraordinary act. You are a freaking president. You are someone of a, with an extraordinary power. You must use those power in extraordinary situations. You know, there's a lot of Americans in this country that did their part. Even though they're not president, they did whatever they believe is right that to save the nation. Well, I mm -hmm. think, Go ahead. I think if they do end up arresting him, and I think they might, um, Trump's history is really interesting. Whenever somebody would sue him, and he was sued a lot, he never settled. And his philosophy was, if I settle and just give them a bunch of money to make them go away, there's going to be a hundred other people in line waiting to sue me just to get the settlement money. Yep. So he would always allow those last lawsuits to go to trial. Yeah, I know. This and, is why I said the shit of white is going to about hit the fan because uh, Uncle yeah. Sam has his, has his peanuts up and he wants to fuck with Trump and Trump is going to fight back. We're going to have a night. He will. And, and, and uh, he, go ahead. Sorry, Jenny. I don't mean to cut you short. Go ahead. He, he, will, mm -hmm. he will allow this to go to court. And if he loses in that first court, he will appeal. And then appeal again. You watch it. If it happens, yep. that's what he will do. Yeah. Like, I'm not even a lawyer. Just based on what I know about those all these espionage cases against uh, historic figures, such as Daniel Ellsberg and others, it's not going to stand against a sitting president. Because, uh, and especially <laughs> since he has the privilege he, he, to declassify documents. Yeah, yeah. And this is what he, yeah. he's claimed is anything that was at Mar-a-Lago, he declassified. And it was his privilege. That was Jonathan Turley's point. Yep. You know, this is a unique privilege of the president that doesn't apply to anybody else. Yep. And we don't even know that there were classified documents that they captured. I mean, that's what they keep saying and the nuclear and all this stuff. But we don't know. And so no, even it's a nuclear. So my point is that even it's nuclear, 
if he kept those for the purpose of giving it to China, to Russia, or to a foreign country, then it's not espionage. He did not do this for a being a, for the purpose of being a spy. He did it for any arrogant, obnoxious, whatever reason he did. I know he's a douchebag. I agree, but he's not a freaking spy. And basically, when you put up your case as a prosecutor. Your strongest case is espionage. And if that collapse, the rest is going to collapse like snowfall. Well, especially uh-huh. when we have had uh-huh. politicians and their family members doing obvious espionage. And I'm talking about Hunter Biden. Yeah. You know, obviously <laughs> collaborating with the Communist Chinese Party yeah. and Russians and various people in Ukraine. Uh-huh. I mean, there's evidence. There's video proof, there's audio proofs, mm-hmm. photographs, Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, it's all there. Just because the media refuses to look at it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know? By the way, Jenny, I have no problem you, if you share my idea with your Trump supporters. Okay, again, I don't take sides. Let, 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 me, let me be clear. No, I think, yeah, and, uh, I think your analysis and your voice is powerful. I appreciate it. And I, I, love, people, mm-hmm. I love people like you who are willing to look at both sides and entertain both sides and have friends on both sides, because I think you are the average American. Most Americans don't have extreme views. And so I think it's important for people like you, especially to speak out, because I think you see it more clearly than those of us who are a little bit more partisan in our worldview. And I do admit to being more conservative, a Trump supporter, you know, whatnot. Mm. And I understand my inherent bias, but I also you know, I also like to see both sides. And so thank you for your commentary. I thought it was excellent. Uh, thank you. I mean, I think both sides know all agree. Just like I said earlier, BLM saying defund the police. The DOP said defund the FBI. The government is freaking out of control. We are paying too many, too much damn taxes to do shit that we don't even have a role. I have no say in whatsoever, you know. And uh, like you said, I think Trump can be... I. I, I think Trump will be charged for this. He will be acquitted. He will be running around as a national hero. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. Okay. Uh, oh, I do too. I think the harder they push, the more he will run. Yeah. I actually think that Merrick Garland is going to go back to his drawing board. Oh, what are we going to do now? <laughs> yes, you better figure it out. <laughs> Seriously. Because, like I said, I, oh, by the way, Jenny, uh, please do t- stay tuned because I actually is going to talk. Especially if a Republican win the win back the House, I actually is going to talk about Joe Biden's impeachable offenses. This is something. Talk about it today, no, because I've got to go to church. No, 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 I'm just about ready to go. No, it's okay. So basically, what I'm going to talk about is that Joe Biden actually did something horrible in Delaware. In the, uh, I'm not going to get into too detail because this is all by itself. But because I'm going to wait for the Hunter Biden story to be in full exhibition, I'm going to come out and say, I know this happened. This family truly commit crimes in Delaware. This totally domestic. It's, it's a legal case in, involving 850 young girls sexually molested by one single doctor because Biden family's corrupt influence. Wow, I haven't heard that. Story. Never heard that. 850 young girls in Delaware 
sexually molested. Are you going to cover it today? No, no. Because I don't want to. No, 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 I'm not. I'm going to wait till the November election is over. And I have a firsthand evidence saying this is what they did. That is why, remember NASA, Dr. NASA, who got away from molesting gymnastics, right? Yeah, all the gymnasts. I'm from Michigan, so I I knew people who were involved in that case. The FBI, let me tell you this, the FBI has a role in this, in this thing that I'm going to talk about. Remember, 850 young girls, as as young as a three-month-old, as old as I believe uh, 14, who were molested by one single doctor in Delaware and get away from it. And where is the co-conspirator? He never had one. Can someone commit such a crime for such a long time with so many victims can do such thing without one single co-conspirator? So- Somebody was covering him up. Yep. So thank you again, Jenny, for, for, for your participation and uh, enjoy oh, your church. Thanks activity. for a wonderful show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I will. Uh-huh. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Bye now.